Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to this week's episode. And this one's a little bit different because, as I'm sure you're aware if you've listened to any of the recent episodes, we are running a summit. And as the time of the recording, the summit is kicking off in just over a week. And if you want to come join us, it'd be awesome to have you there. It's a summit specifically for highly sensitive professionals. So anyone who identifies as introverted or quiet, HSP, neurodivergent, however you identify as highly sensitive, you know, you're attuned to the world around you and you're very sensitive to to the environment and the people around you. Love to have you there. It's a summit all about self-advocacy made easy. And it's about feeling confident, feeling natural, speaking up for yourself, your ideas, and your career. So I'd love to have you there. The registration page is at themintambition.com slash summit. Would love to see you there. And so today's episode is a bit different because for the summit itself, we are actually having a bit of a pre-party at the moment. We're having a pre-party over in the Facebook group. And so I went live and gave a training all about impression management. And I thought it'd be super fun to share with you, especially for anyone who maybe is not able to get to the summit live itself or the summit pre-party at least, thought you might be interested in hearing about some of the information I have to share about impression management, which is essentially the ability to influence how people see us and how they're experiencing us. So that's what today's uh, episode is about. I'm going to play that training for you. And I would also just love to see you over in the summit. I'd love to see you in the pre-party, love to see you at the summit itself. It'd be so fun to have you there. So make sure you get registered. That's themintambition.com slash summit. And with that, let's get right into the training. Well, hey there, I'm Liz St. Jean, and this is the Unruly Leadership Podcast, where I help subject matter experts like you design a career on your terms. It's where strategy meets intuition to help you break the rules, ignore the rules, and make your own damn rules. So let's break free from perfectionism, imposter thoughts, and that inner rule keeper that's keeping you in your career comfort zone. It's time to become unapologetically you and step into the life you were meant to live. We're going to talk presence, productivity, career, and having it all. Or as my four-year-old would say, we're going to take over the world. So let's get to it. Hello, hello. Okay. Hello. All right. I believe we are live, getting the tech all working. Hello there. I'm Liz. I'm your host of the Mint Ambition Summit Self Advocacy Made Easy Edition, which is coming up in just over a week. I can't believe it. It's a week on Monday. So this is being streamed right into Facebook. So it is live. So if you see my eyes darting, it's because I'm checking all my tech. I'm looking over. Oh, hi, Lindsay. You are here. Awesome. So nice to see you. If you are here with us live, give me a little wave. Give me a hello down there. And if you're 
catching a replay, let me know as well. Just do hashtag replay or hello, whatever it is you like, or just where you are, anything really. Um, literally in a little secret, one of the reasons we do this, and it's probably not that big of a secret. Uh, one of the reasons you see people say this is literally to get some comments going because with the algorithm, it just really helps uh, boost it in other people's feeds. So that just really gives us a help to make sure it gets out to other people. So I'd love to hear from you. And I do have it up here so we can engage back and forth. So welcome to the pre-party too. We are in pre-party status. Um, over this next, what is it, nine days, 10 days, I can't do the math. We are going to be doing pre-party. We're going to be getting to know each other. Um, we may have some chances for prizes. So keep your eyes out for that. We're just going to have a really good time because this is a group of amazing humans, right? This is so such a group, um, such an amazing group. We have all of these speakers, all the guest experts. We have a lot of guest experts from past summits here and all of you, the attendees. So I'm so super thrilled to be hosting this and so excited to get to know you. Um, people often will ask me variations of the question about essentially why I do summits. And one of the reasons I do them is because one of my top, top values is connection. I love connecting. I love connecting people. Um, I love connecting people to ideas. Like, I don't know if you can tell, that just lights me up. So doing summits is such a wonderful way to connect people and to connect them to ideas. Like, it's just like a perfect thing for me. Um, you know, good morning. Hi, Nicole. Nice to see you here. Okay, so um, if for those of you who don't know me, I just realized I launched right into it, assuming you all just know exactly who I am. I know some of you do, but for those of you who don't know me, I'm a leadership, career, and life coach, kind of like a Venn diagram of the three come together in what I do. And um, I have the Mint Ambition, and I run a variety of programs. My primary program is called the Powerful Present Society, and you probably you might have seen that name already because it is the gold uh, the gold sponsor of our summit. I'm giving a a scholarship to it. So make sure you get signed up for that scholarship. And essentially um, what we do in PPS, and that's what I always call it PPS, um, is we work together to feel really confident, really comfortable speaking up. So very similar to the topic here. Okay, I've got little tech. Uh, let me see if I can turn that off. Um, and uh, what we do is get you feeling really confident, really natural speaking up and really influential. So being uh, feeling comfortable, natural, influencing your peers and really being seen as someone who's ready for the next level. So you're being seen both by your peers, um, by your staff, if you already are managing teams, as well as senior management, they're looking at you like someone who's like, like that person needs like, okay, that person's like going places, right? Um, I remember working with one client and we had we hadn't even started working together. We had just had a pre pre consult. I forget what we called them. We had a consult call, and she went away from the consult call, went back to work. Like we met during her work break. This was you know well before all of the virtual times. She went back from her work break, went back in, and she told me the next day or maybe that later that night, she's like, people were like turning their heads, and someone finally came up to her and said like what are you having? What, what did you just have? And so because what you get out of leadership coaching is you get that boost of energy, you get that feeling of freshness of lightness and showing up with that what I like to call the powerful presence. I was thinking of it as like the Wonder Woman presence. So the Wonder Woman. It's funny, I'm kind of standing here, not maybe not so powerful, but it's comfortable, right? We're feeling relaxed and comfortable too. Okay, so that's the gold sponsor of our program. Make sure you get your application in for the full scholarship. So it is a group program and it runs... Um, uh, it will be running next February, and by joining now during the summit, you actually get access to some pre-program get-together, so it's, it's going to be really good stuff. 
Okay, now the other, I'm looking down at my notes here, all my housekeeping notes. Um, for the folks who joined in any of my last summits, um, and if you've already joined, register for this one, you're all good. But I know some people are in the group and maybe haven't registered for this summit yet. Make sure you get registered, officially registered, because all of the links to the presentations come out via email. So you need to be officially registered to get those links. Now, you can also be participating in the Facebook group without being officially registered, but I just wanted to let you know in case you're starting to wonder like, hey, well, how do I even get to the presentations? That's how you get to them. All right. Next is that just a reminder, so registration is completely free. There is the um, the optional upgrade to the all access pass. And I even just added some extra goodies in there last night. We got some new bonuses. So there, um, go check that out. You can see what the bonuses are and how it works is that all of the, the access to all the presentations and the main part of the summit, that's all free, that's all included. And then there's also some added um, bonuses, premiums, a lot of extra stuff for those who want to accelerate, who want to go faster or go deeper, or convert conversely, want to kind of slow things down, right? You don't want to take in all the presentations and try to cram them in all at once. You want to take your time so you'll get all kinds of extended access. So uh, make sure you check that out and let me know if you have any questions about it. Just hit me a reply on any of the emails I send out. I read all my emails personally and I always get back to them. Sometimes, especially with the summit coming up, might, might take me a day or two, but I always get back to you. So, and you can always uh, tag me in any posts here in Facebook as well. Okay, last update is that we will be having bingo during the summit. This is a super fun way to win prizes. So if you've already been on the scheduled page, um, it's been more than a couple of days, you wanna go back and check it again because there is a new bingo section and you can get a bingo card. And what that'll do is give you, you'll see all the different kinds of ways to get bingo. And so for anyone who has never played bingo before, basically it's a grid, I'm pretty sure it's a five by five grid. And what you're trying to do, you can say bingo, Bingo is when you get a full line. So it's either a diagonal line or it's a cross or it's a straight up and down. So vertical, horizontal, or the, or the diagonal lines in, in diagonal either direction. And if you get bingo, you can win prizes. So do check that out. Make sure you have your bingo card all ready to go for, I keep saying next week. It's like next, next week, next in 10 days from now. Okay then yeah okay those are all my housekeeping notes anyone who's live here if you have any questions feel the free feel free to drop them in like I said I've got the comments open here but let's get over to the good stuff so we did want to cover the training so if you saw I put up a poll this morning for the early birds out there uh, asking what people were interested in learning about there was a tie last last I checked anyways when I started prepping for this um this training there was a tie between influence and impression management. So I did a tie-breaking vote and I chose impression management. But that said, I'll just pull this up. For those who do want to learn more about influence, you're really interested, this is kind, this is like your guidebook. This is your like your, your Bible for um, influence, like literally called influence. So Robert Cialdini wrote this wrote this book. So you want to check it out if you're, um, or even you can Google, there's all kinds of summaries, like you can get like, you know, one of those little um they call them like like essentially YouTube short like they can it'll go over it quickly you can get like one pagers longer or read the whole book the book is also really good and it goes over the principles of influence and we'll see how the week progresses if it looks like it's an interesting topic I can also jump in I can do some more trainings on it so definitely tag me or comment if that's something you want me to do as well 
But let's go to impression management, which is a similar, right? They're similar topics. But impression management was always something that fascinated me during my grad studies. So years ago, um, well, I'll give you the whole origin story. Years and years ago, I started getting into the world of leadership and understanding leadership. Um, and I, I sort of stumbled into it because my background is, is it's not corporate. Like I don't come from a corporate family. Um, I come from a very working class family. I was very working class and kind of uh, fell into more of a, a corporate world. And when I found myself there, in hindsight, I realized like there were all these rules that people were playing by that I didn't know. Like I didn't know how to play the game. I had no exposure to playing the game. And it came out, actually for me, it came out in terms of productivity and workload management. And I started, because I was kind of feeling overwhelmed. So I started Googling and this was, this was, this was before, well, I think it was right before Facebook. I'm pretty sure it was before Facebook, but I started Googling. We at least had Google there and I started listening to podcasts and I fell down this hole and I just realized there was this whole world of literature and readings and authors and thought work around leadership. And I found it so fascinating. And from there, I just, I kind of kept learning and reading and reading and reading. And then I worked on, I got my, um, uh, did grad studies on the topic and impression management was always so fascinating to me from the actual, like the actual academic perspective. So I always, I often refer to myself as a nerd because I'm totally a nerd, but I'm also an academic nerd. I, yeah, I will confess, I actually really enjoy the academic articles. You can't see this. I can point right over there. There's like a stack. I've got a stack of academic articles that I would print off because I just, I found them so interesting. And impression management was so fascinating because it, it essentially, and it's probably self-explanatory, but it is essentially the ability to influence how others see you. So it's the ability to influence how people see you. And I found it, it was, it's an interesting topic because it's actually, it's probably more in a way more talked about in a, in that very open way, like directly about what it actually is in the academic literature than more in the leadership literature. Um, I think in a lot of the leadership kind of pop culture, Forbes articles, that kind of, even the, the books around it, it feels a little bit uncomfortable because it feels manipulative. Um, so people don't, aren't really sure how to talk about it, but in the academic literature, they're pretty kind of cut and dry. It's just like, all right, let's, how, how do we um, measure uh, influence, um, impression management? How do we measure that? How, how do people do it? What do people think about it? So some really fascinating articles out there. Now, there's a couple of, um, um, I'm going to look for it, concepts around it that I want to share with you because it can become uncomfortable to think about, especially for those of us who are highly sensitive. So I count myself among those of being very highly sensitive. And um, especially there's a term that I love called high self monitors. So people who are high self monitors are incredibly aware of the impact they have on others. So it's kind of like the um, impression management and high self-monitoring kind of go together, but especially when you're you're very aware and you can get caught up in your head, if you're anything like me, you can kind of get up caught up in overthinking. You can start bouncing around between like being aware of the impact you're having, trying to have an impact, being aware. And it's just like, it's almost like this echo that can go on forever and ever. And you got to kind of rein yourself in sometimes. And so one of the concepts or one of the um, thoughts that I'll share with you that I know has always helped me, or at least once I started having this thought, it really helped me, was realizing that impression management and how people see me, it's really not about me per se. 
Because I know that, at least for me, was always so hard. I would just take it so personally. And what did it say about me? What did it mean about my value and worth? And, and even if that wasn't like literally what I was thinking, that was sort of like the, the undertext to it, the subtone. And, and that's what led to the spiraling of thoughts. So what I found really helpful, so I want to share with you in case it's helpful for you, is, is to remember that it's not about you per se, because it's really about that other person and how they see you, but it's about them. It's about their filters. It's about their lenses. It's about their expectations. And for that other person, we can even have compassion for them because for a lot of people, they're not even aware that they've got these filters on as they're going through the world. They just think that is the way the world is. Like they literally think that everyone would see it the same. Like we kind of all do it. We're all doing it. I do that myself too. Like we can all kind of uh, admit to each other, right? That we do that. So if someone else is having an impression of you, so much of it is formed based on their background based on their experiences, what they were taught, what their what their values were, um, where they grew up, how their families were, what their what the kind of experiences they had. Um, and especially as we all start learning more and more about trauma, we're hearing a lot about trauma informed, just about everything, everything should be trauma informed, especially over the last two and a half years of what we've collectively gone through, right? So there's a lot that can impact how someone sees us. So first of all, we can have, we can kind of shift away out of our own brains into more of a compassionate place to realize like, oh, how that person sees me and how they see other people is really based on where they're coming from. So and this can be really helpful if there's anyone that you come into contact with who, who seems to have more of a, that more negative approach to things and or feel snarky or anything like that. If we can slip into more of that loving, compassionate place and, and imagine like, wow, I, oh, you know, what must have happened that that's how they see the world like that. That's hard. I want to feel love for them. So I want to offer that as one way to kind of shift out of getting in our heads too much. Okay. The other one I want to offer, because I think for a lot of times, it's so fascinating. We see there's a lot, um, we see a lot of back and forth around imposter syndrome and the, the fake it till you make it. So impression management and, and managing other people's impressions might feel fake, like make people feel like we're being fakes or might feel like we're not being, um, might not being authentic, right? Authenticity is a really big concept. And what I want to offer is that a uh, different way of seeing it, a reframe is that it's not about pretending to be someone or not. Okay. This is not about pretending to have, you know, be a completely different person, right? What we can do though with impression management is that we can magnify different elements of ourselves. We can kind of draw it out. This is what I kind of think of as like drawing it out. Like we've got, we have so much to us. Like there's so much to each of us that we can draw forth. We can pull back. We can go, it's almost like a dance. Sometimes I think of it as like a dance. You're doing a dance. And when, you know, when you're doing impression management, when you're really good at it, you start to recognize what kind of dance the other person does, like what they're, that they're not even aware of. Like, are they, not that I can, I can't dance obviously, but so you can laugh, but it's like, is it a cha-cha or is it a tango? I, I don't even know what that looks like. Maybe some of you can do some of the moves and we'll do that later in the summer. We'll do some like dance moves. Um, but you, you're kind of match, matching their dance and you can find the rhythm. Yeah, I'm holding it, it bounce up and down. But if you can find their rhythm, match their rhythm, right? That is going to kind of augment that impression that they have because you're kind of, you're matching them instead of expecting them to match you or instead of being, you know, like if someone's doing a certain dance and you're just standing there 
you know, we don't, that doesn't feel good in the dance on the, on the, uh, on the dance floor, but it also doesn't feel so great in relationships, right? Now, that's not to say that, you know, that you can't have your own dance and that you can't um, expect people to come to your dance, right? What I am saying though, for thinking about impression management, this is one technique to manage impression is to match the other person, is to kind of go into their world and here's, an, here's a little bit more advanced piece too. You don't have to stay in their dance. You can then kind of like slowly, when you get, when you start working on this and you start, and you're feeling really good and you're, this becomes a real skill, you can match someone else's dance and then draw them towards your dance or draw them towards the dance you want them to go to. So again, it's not about becoming someone you're not. It's about amplifying different parts of yourself. And it's about doing that deliberately. That's the other piece around impression management is that, um, so often we are reactive to situations like feeling about going into um, meetings, whether it's a team meeting or a one-on-one -on -one or anything, anything, usually other than presentations and presentations to major stakeholders, usually we just show up. That's often what happens. We just show up at the meeting. But even if you just take like, literally a minute, maybe even five minutes, but even just literally a minute where things are calm, you're not like, maybe like put down the, uh, the laptop, like turn off the laptop, turn the, everything off, just like, and turn, I'm gonna look out my window here, like turn it, just go somewhere completely different, visually, um, auditory, everything, and just take one minute to think about how you wanna show up and what impression, you know, how you wanna manage that impression. What is your objective to the meeting? Okay, just taking a minute, getting in the habit of taking a moment is really, really powerful. So if this is new to you, you may want to take even more time to get the hang of it, to practice, to feel good at it. If you've been doing it for a while, maybe only a minute or two. And when you get, the more you get skill at this, so the more skilled you are, the faster it'll be. Like when you, when you become really skilled at it, you can probably just try, but I still recommend turning away from your computer, turning away from your notebooks and notes and everything, but you can probably pop into a place for a moment. It's almost like going in, grabbing the impression you want and coming back out. Um, so, so yeah, so it's not pretending to be something you're not, it's about magnifying and doing it deliberately. And the last piece I wanted to share before I go into a couple of tangible steps, um, last piece I want to share is that, in my perspective at least, first impressions are not actually as important as lasting impressions, okay? So a lasting impression is what stays with the person. And sometimes that will be heavily influenced by your first impression, right? You always, you know, what's the phrase? It's for, um, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. I, to me, this is just me personally, but I don't feel like that's very helpful because like it is helpful, I guess, because you're going to think about your first impression, but after you've made a first impression, that advice is not helpful at all. Like if you've made a first impression, you kind of feel like you bumbled it or it just didn't go well, or maybe it was just like, mediocre because because like there is so much happening in life like we can't always have a wonderful first impressions we're gonna have times where we meet someone and it's just after you know your your kids have been home for the last three days you've been trying to balance all the things and then you go in and you're meeting someone for the first time and you're feeling frazzled and you don't make a great imp first impression that can happen totally now that said, we don't want to just always you know rely on lasting impressions and give up on first impressions. But I do think lasting impressions are much more important, much more important than first impressions. So you want to think about, okay, what is my lasting impression and how do I improve on that? Okay. I was thinking of the example, share a sh short story. So when I was, oh, how old was my, 
my kiddo was several months old. I forget exactly how old he was. We went on a road trip. Okay. And we were new parents. Like we were not getting a lot of sleep. We were tired. We like barely got out the door for the road trip. And, and I had made reservations at a cute little BNB. It wasn't very far away, but it was a couple of hours. And it took us longer to get on the road than we had planned because, you know, new parents and exhausted and all the things. So we're on the way there and, and, and totally like un, unprepared prepared, I guess, but I, I didn't do anything ahead of time other than I booked a couple places. So we're on our way to the first place. I look it up and I realize like, because it's a BNB, it finally clicks. So again, remember my background is not like doing all these kinds of things. A lot of this is still, even today is still kind of new for me about like how things work. So <laughs> I go ahead and look like, oh my goodness, like, of course, like you're supposed to be there at whatever time, let's say seven o'clock. If it was not seven o'clock anymore, like it was getting late, but I was just so used to going to, you know, like cheap big hotels that were open all you know to all hours so we go and I realize like oh my goodness like it's getting later and later and we get stuck in traffic it's getting later and later so by the time we get there I think it I want to say it was like 10 o'clock so it's not like middle of and it's not 2 a.m but it's not early and it's several hours past when you were supposed to be there so I call because we need to get into the room and it's all dark and no one's answering the front door so I call the number no answer oh no call the number again there's an answer but very kind of um what I was perceiving I could be wrong but what I was perceiving is affronted like, hello like who's there and and I explained like ah oh, we're here we sorry we're on late and I it could hear in her voice but again I could be making you know I could be making this up but this it seemed very clear that she was very irritated like okay fine comes out I was just going to bed she's oh that's how I I was just about to go to bed felt it felt very irritated I'm like oh my goodness and of course me the high self-monitor tired and all that I was like oh my goodness what did I do I felt so badly so not a good first impression at all right that's a terrible first impression so I go up there and um kind of I I don't I try not to give it too many excuses but I probably explained a bit of what was happening and kind of chatted but I also knew I'm just like oh feel for this person so I went and I the term I often use is I, I call I uh, I poured honey in my voice so I poured honey in my voice and just did my best to be really warm and compassionate I get to that compassion place because of course like who's not going to be irritated with someone who didn't read the instructions and shows up late in your door when you're about to go to bed so by the end, like, so not even very long, it was a few minutes. By the end, she had been giving me big hugs. She was telling me about the local places to go to. And she's like, oh, I can't wait to meet your baby, blah, 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 blah. And so that's always the example I think of when I think that for last or lasting impressions matter more than first impressions, because my first impression was terrible. It was and, and well-deserved and, and from her perspective, but the lasting impression was what mattered. And she walked away from that with a, with a warmer experience. We had a great, um, a great time and, and she was, and she was very, very lovely. So I'll leave you with that. Now, um, tactical steps to do to really work on your impression management. So one, make sure you watch John's video, his presentation at the summit. So he has a lot of really good stuff. He is on day two, so that's a Tuesday, not this Tuesday if you're watching live, next Tuesday, uh, October 11th, and it goes live in the afternoon. And it talks, he talks about brand management and reputation, especially for heart-centered leaders. So make sure you watch his video, go um, add it to your calendar. Now, the, the other, the three pieces I will add though, and I've touched on them a bit already, so to practice this, maybe give it some practice this week, and then you can come in and watch John's video next week and, and then come to the Facebook group and chat about it. Three things to think about or to practice. One is to think ahead. So I touched on that earlier, right? Think ahead about the impression you want to make, okay? Number two 
is I call it think visually. So not just abstractly, conceptually, like with words, but make it into a visual. So the example I gave you, what I need to use was that poor honey in my voice. That was one that I, I come back to quite often. Um, and, but think about what it's so a first of all, think ahead and think about a visual that you can you can actually imagine and you can see in your mind's eye to get it away from the abstract or conceptual words. Okay. And then number three is a fun one. It's think of a mentor. Okay. Have, have an inner mentor who you really admire for the kind of impression that they make. This could be an actual mentor, like someone who, who is your actual mentor, or it can be more of like what I was just saying earlier, an inner mentor. And what that means is that you see them as a mentor and maybe they even mentor you like in imaginary mentor meetings in your mind, um, which I, I use that a lot. I find it very helpful to get like imaginary mentoring because what essentially what you're doing is you're tapping into your own innate wisdom. Okay. It's a really cool technique to use that. Now, in this case, imagine your mentor who you're imagining and imagine how they're going to show up, right? Because we're thinking ahead. So imagine how they are, they would show up in that situation or even what advice they would give you and really picture that in your mind. And that's going to help you kind of, it's going to help you use your own wisdom, your own innate ways of showing up to show up in that, with that more powerful presence and to imagine and to see it happen ahead of time, right? So we're going to use visuals. We're going to use visualizations. Okay. So with that, that is the end of this training. Um, I would love to hear from you. If you drop in the comments and let me know if, um, where you can use it this week. So where can you use impression management this week? I would love to hear some examples and see how people are putting this into action. And then, like I said, make sure that you put John's presentation on your calendar. If this is a topic that you want to learn more about, you definitely want to catch his presentation. Okay. So with that, I'm going to hop off here and I go to lunch with my kid and I will see you around though. Please keep posting and commenting in the group and I will see you at the summit. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Now, if this podcast helped you or inspired you in any way, I would love for you to leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. It takes about 20 seconds, if that, and it's, it's honestly the easiest way for you to thank me for this episode. Every time I see a review, it brings me so much joy and it just lights me up. So if you could do that for me, I would be ever so grateful. Now, the other thing you can do is you can take a screenshot of this episode or even a screenshot of your review and send it to a friend or share it in a Facebook group or even post on your LinkedIn newsfeed to let other people know about this podcast and this episode. Thanks again. And now get out there and start breaking some rules.